Welcome to the All Things Overlanding Podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On tonight's episode, I'm changing up the format just a little bit. Um, you may have heard, if you watched my channel update on YouTube, uh, that I'm just mixing things up a little bit. So I want to keep getting more and more voices, right, on the channel. So while I, you know, am obviously the one that is talking most of the time, there are other folks with other experiences that I want to kind of bring into this. Um, Grant Wilbanks has become a, a good friend of mine. We kind of just met through each other's YouTube channels and have talked quite a bit and found that we had quite a bit in common. Um, so wanted to kind of bring him in because he's a sort of a Jeep guy. I mean, he's not a Jeep loyalist, but he has a Jeep TJ. He's, you know, had a variety of vehicles. He had an old international. He's had some cool stuff. Um, and he's done a ton of overlanding in the Ozarks. So on this sort of first episode where Grant and I are going to kind of hang out together and, and talk through some topics, we're going to be kind of covering sort of a, like a news section. So like it could be news from, you know, manufacturers. It could be stuff about channels. It could be stuff about stuff happening in our lives, that kind of thing. We're going to kind of cover a news segment. Then from there, we're going to go into um, like a weekly catch up. So like, what did we do the last week? Are there any mods or trips that we took? Things like that. And then we're going to kind of hit our main topic. So on tonight's episode, this kind of first episode of the joint Grant and Fletch show, um, we're going to be talking about how overlanders find solutions for problems. And that originally was not the intent of this episode. Originally, what we were thinking was, what are our favorite DIY mods? And then as we started to actually shoot the episode, we started to figure out that it's not even really about the mods, it's about the problems that we were encountering and the lack of solutions or the expense associated with the solutions that are kind of out there for it and, and how that drove us to then come up with our own solutions, right? So I think this will be a really interesting episode. Again, it was a great chat, so stay tuned to hear more on that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So hey everybody, on this week's weekly catch-up, you've got Fletch from All Things Overlanding and Grant from Arkansas Off-Road. Grant, what did you do this week? Any cool mods or trips or anything like that? Yeah, so I'm actually at a pretty pivotal moment right now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually, this week I went through the Jeep and did a lot of maintenance um, because I'm selling it. Uh, actually putting this on the market and selling the whole rig, um, which is <laughs> a way to start out uh, this episode, but um, <laughs> I have some opportunities in the works and uh, a lot of cool news coming up but uh yeah this week was scrambling to you know uh grease all my fittings and you know make sure the tires are balanced and rotate everything and like oil change and so you know getting it getting it ready for the next owner so been really yeah i hate to say it because like i and i've had a jeep i like jeeps i don't have anything against jeeps but i'm not really a jeep guy but man i love the tj but i'm not mad at you i'm excited to see what comes next you know i think it'll be good I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. 
I know I have some people that are mad, but you can't please everybody. So yeah, you just got to do what you can do. Yeah. It's like that mustache. Just That's kidding. right. <laughs> mustache. Yeah, it's still going. Strong. I'm impressed. I'm, <laughs> I'm almost 40 years old and I still can't grow anything on my face that doesn't make me look like a perv. So well, I, I, I still look like a perv, but it's fine. Yeah, a perv that can grow a mustache, right? So that's better than a perv that can't grow a mustache, I guess. Um, so what do you, you got this week? Yeah, no. So I uh, I actually just got back from a trip. Uh, it was it wasn't really an overlanding trip. It was just a camping trip with the seven year old. Uh, he got riddled with poison ivy, so that was fun. Uh, he looks like a leper now. So we're just uh, trying to stay away from him and keep pants on him at all times so that he doesn't infect anyone. Although I read that that's not actually true. You can't get poison ivy from someone else, which I didn't know. Um, but so that was fun. Um, we had a lot of fun camping. Got to use the DIY rooftop tent. And so far, so good. I mean, it's nothing fancy. It's I wouldn't be able to sell it to anybody or anything like that. But it was comfortable. And it was, I mean, literally, I, I set up a tent for the kid. And it took like 10, 12 minutes to set up his tent, put all his stuff in it. And then I undid my two clasps and opened it, threw a pillow in it, and I was good to go. So it was nice. It's good. I can't wait yeah. to see it. Yeah, I, that's, we'll see some, I, there may be some new things coming later on in a new episode that may be changing, but for now, I'm, I plan to keep it for as long as possible, so we'll see. That's awesome, man. On today's news topics, um, I did want to talk a little bit about, and it kind of depends on when this video comes out, so it may be really new or it may be kind of new. Um, if you're a Nissan fan and you follow me, which is possible, um, you've probably seen the video from Nissan about Nissan Next. So they've got a ton of new uh, vehicles coming out. They're reducing the lineup a little bit just to make things a little bit more streamlined. So I'm super excited about that stuff. I mean, I got into Nissan because of my Z. So I had a 350Z. I don't know if you know this or not. Grandpa back in the day, I had a 350Z and modded the crap out of it and autocrossed it and road course raced it and had a really good time in that. And that was kind of at the same time that I had that. Then I was like, man, this is horrendous in the snow and I live in Indiana so I was like this car is completely impractical I can't I have to have something else so I bought my Jeep I bought a 2000 Cherokee Sport um, and so then I had both at the same time and that's when I finally figured out that like that's the perfect combo two cars four-wheel drive lifted car you can go off-roading with sports car that you can drive around in the summer like you're excited for both halves of the year right yeah um, so now I'm, I'm super excited they've got a new Frontier coming they've got a thing called the Terra which I don't think is going to be an Xterra I think it's going to be more like the Pathfinder, like more of a unibody type vehicle, but could be a good next car for the wife, you know? And the new Z just, oh, they like threw it back to the old 240s and mm -hmm. combined it with like modern engineering. And supposedly it might have 400-ish horsepower. So probably the three liter twin turbo out of the Infiniti uh, Q50, Q60, the newer ones, which they have a red sport version, which has 400 horsepower. So that could be pretty exciting. That's some pretty exciting news. So. So on today's show, we're going to be diving into some of our favorite, you know, both Grant and I's favorite DIY mods that we've done to our current or past trucks. It doesn't have to be the current vehicle. If you did something super cool to a past one, that works too. Um, but so if you're like us, you know, I mean, I think Grant and I both kind of share the opinion that we like to DIY stuff as much as possible. Um, I mean, I like the cost savings. I like the customizability. Those are all good things. Um, it solves a problem and gives you what you need to make your setup work, which is hard to find sometimes when you're just buying stuff off the shelf, right? Um, so when this happens, you know, overlanders have to get creative and just make shit up, right? I mean, let's just be honest. That's what has to happen. Um, so today we're going to kind of talk through those projects. So Grant, you want to go first and kind of talk about one of your favorite DIY mods you've done? All right. So the first mod uh, that I did to the Jeep and probably my favorite one overall is the air compressor. Um, I have a video of that on uh, my channel if you want to check it out. But 
So I know you can go and buy an ARB, you know, twin compressor, single compressor, whatever, and do what you want with it. Um, but those are several hundred dollars and that might not fit everyone's budget, obviously. Um, and you know, you can, you can even buy like a 30, $40 compressor. I wouldn't really advise that. I don't, I don't <laughs> take a long time, but <laughs> like the spectrum, right? Like there are, there's a huge price difference in those. So I found sort of, uh, probably middle of the road, I would say just regular compressor. Um, yeah. and it's, it's in the, it's a step up from Harbor Freight, probably a little bit, uh, <laughs> nice. You know, Amazon, that's probably all of our DIYers, you know, uh, best friend. So this one <laughs> a master flow tsunami. Uh-huh. Um, and I think when I bought it, it was like 90 bucks somewhere in there. Nice. Um, so what it is, it's a portable compressor. And so it's got the alligator clips on it. Right. And so the idea is you just chuck it in your vehicle and you know, you hook it up to your battery and you do all these things. So, you know, that's a great, solution if you're not using it all the time right you know just to throw in your car and have as a backup yeah but if you're overlanding and you know you're hitting the trails all the time you're down and up all the time you need something more consistent and something that is has just has a better process right um i think that's like what we're all about is making (laughs) everything easy like we're just late you know it's just like that weird thing (laughs) the 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 thing with diy in general to me is just solving your own problem it might not be your neighbor's problem it might not be you know whatever it's just what is you know the problem in your case and so for me um dude i had this compressor in a box in a box (laughs) in the back uh under some stuff like dude it it was so annoying just to take out and by the time i took it out you know all my all my buddies are aired up and stuff and whatever so yeah uh Anyway, what I decided to do was snip uh, the alligator clips off and just hard mount it under the hood. You know, I had space for it. Uh, My um, windshield washer reservoir uh, was not in there just from the previous. There's a big void. And so I was like, this is perfect. So I put two and two together, kind of, you know, mocked it up and made a little mounting plate um, and got out of of there for like 150 bucks. And it works. It works totally fine. Uh, I have no complaints. I've, you know, been through the the mud and water crossings, and um, you know, got it really hot and stuff. And it still turns on, turns off. It's it's great. Yeah. Um, and another thing is, it's pretty it's pretty simple to make because you don't have to like um, hardwire it to your dash or anything like that. I just yeah. actually switch on the compressor. Um, nice. So yeah. The hood's gonna be open anyway. You know. So why not just flick that switch and so so make that and then the part the second part of that i guess was the hose so i made my own hose um i made like a little quick disconnect fitting thing and and made a a nice little mount like up in there in in the in the rear of the jeep and so i keep the hose all the time you know there and uh now i i use it much more than i would you know that's that's what it's all about so yeah, yeah that that was probably probably my most utilized and, and favorite, uh, DIY project. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny because like you mentioned it at the beginning, right. But like that we all have these problems, right. And they're similar, but we solve them in different ways because you've probably seen mine. I have a similar thing. Yeah. I'm cheaper than you. I bought a buyer ADAP. So it was like 50, 60 bucks, yeah. but mine's inside the truck to avoid that whole water problem. Right. 
Um, but then it's hardwired basically into a universal plug. And then I've got the alligator clips in case I want to take it out, but I never take it out. Yep. And I've got an extension cord on it so I can air up around the truck. So it's just funny, like yours is in the front, mine's in the back. We solve the same problem just in totally different ways, right? It's interesting. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's <laughs> part of it, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Cool. So that was my first one. What about you? What, what's one of your favorite mods you've done? Yeah. Um, so speaking of the rear of the truck, right next to that uh, air compressor, I've got my DIY uh, drawer system, which I'm sure you've probably looked at these drawer systems, right? Like those, what are the goose floor, whatever the hell they are for Jeeps. Yeah. yeah. And, and please, if you're listening, sponsor me, like don't take offense. Like they're fantastic. I'm sure it's much higher quality than what I have, but oh my God, they're expensive. I mean, you're talking thousands of dollars for some of these systems, right? Um, so I looked at that and I, the same thing that you just mentioned, right? Like trying to solve a problem. I'm like, I want to go more and I want to pack less and I want to be prepared, but I don't want to spend 1500 bucks on literally like a plate with some sliders on it to put my gear in the back and still have to solve all the problems of like where everything goes and, and what happens. Yeah. And I've got a buddy that's like a super talented woodworker and like, it's not even just his hobby. Now he makes stuff to sell. Like that's how good he is. He makes like tables that he sells for thousands of dollars. And, um, and I was just like, Hey buddy, um, if I buy you some beer and all the wood and I come over and hang out and you like teach me how to do it, which I didn't do anything. He did everything. Um, but I was like, could you, if I have a design and I bring my truck over in my design, could we like build this thing? And he was like, yeah. And it took about three weekends probably to finish it all up. But we built a whole custom drawer system. It straps down so the stairs in the back have like a utilitrack system where you can just sort of basically screw things down and tighten it down. So I, I took some, some different fittings and, and fabricated that. But it's got two drawers on the left. On top, it's got a battery box with a, a small deep cycle in it that hooks to my solar in the front. Um, and then it's, it's got room for all my food and fire starting stuff and electrics and lights. Um, I keep a folding chair in there. I, tarp a bunch of heating stuff so all my like hot hands and just stuff for winter camping because i do winter camping quite a bit um wash basin for like cleaning dishes is kept in there like all kind like tons and tons of stuff and then the big slider on the right side is has a 36 inch 250 pound uh slide on it and then inside of it we actually built it probably about like seven eight inches tall and then i've got my double burner stove actually on another slider that comes out of the main drawer it's like that or the main slider so the slider comes out and then the grill comes out of the side so you can use the top of that as like a table or basically what i do is i've got uh straps on it that i can strap down a fridge freezer or right now i use a cooler and a water jug um, then when i get to camp i set up a separate table move all that stuff off got a table with a cooking full cooking area right there and like again solving problems right like before i was like setting up all these tables and like stuff's sliding around in the back I mean, especially when you're off-roading like i don't think people people that haven't really been like some of that stuff on your videos, right. Of like the, the stuff in the Ozarks, like yeah. if you don't have everything strapped down back there. You're going to get to the end and like, there's everything's going to be soaked and your water thing's going to be broken. There's going to be jerry cans laying over with gas everywhere. Like it's just not a good situation. So now I solved that problem. I've got everything exactly where I want it. And it takes me way less time to pack up for a trip. And it's like definitely one of my favorite, like I'll never get rid of it. I will always, if I go to another vehicle, I'll probably find a way to make it work in the back because it's just great. Yeah. So I love it. So that's uh, my first one. I have a question about, about that one actually. Sure. So what was your, uh, your, did you have a, a setup before that to kind of get you by? Yeah. Um, yes and no. Like, I don't know if I would call it something as efficient or official as a setup, but like, 
So I had three 68-quart Plano crates, which just so happened to fit perfectly across the back of the Xterra. And so I had one that was like cooking stuff and one that was like recovery type stuff and boots and water, like rain gear and stuff like that. And then one that was like everything else, all the electronics, the flashlights, all that stuff. But like, you know, again, I go camping year round. So like you hit winter and then I'm, I'm rearranging all these boxes. So stuff was always in different spots. Same problem, right? Like they were always, I either had to strap them down or they were moving around or it just wasn't ideal. And, and I don't have a ton of storage in my house. So like I had some up like above the garage and I had some in the basement. And so I'm like digging through three different boxes to try and find that one piece of gear that I need. And it was just a nightmare. So yeah, that was my setup before. I think I did a video on that a while ago that was like how to pack your Xterra. And now when I look back at it, I'm like, God, that was terrible. Like I would never do that again. <laughs> yeah. And that, man, that's the thing. Like, I think people get so like fascinated by the coolness of the thing of like a pull out drawer system. Yes, yeah. it's amazing, it's efficient, but like my biggest thing is, you know, you need to learn that you need that. Don't just yeah. go out and buy it. Um, yeah. uh, you know, like you can easily spend 10 grand on stuff you could get by with um, <laughs> much cheaper, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Just, you, need, you need that. You need to experience the rough time before yeah. you realize if you need it or not. Right. Yeah. And that's a great point. And like, if you, if you've seen any of like the previous videos about the drawer stuff, like it took me four years to get there. Right. Like it was like, and it was my daily for years and years. And I was like, I would never do that if it was my daily because I lost all the room in the back. Like we can't, you know, we used to go and pick up mulch every year. We had to get mulch for the whole house. And like my exterior carried a bunch of it, right? And now I can't, I literally can no longer do that because I have this permanent drawer system in the back. So to your point, yeah, go out in your stock vehicle, learn the limits of the vehicle, learn the stuff that you really need. Cause I've changed my gear over 50 times probably yeah. since then. And now finally I feel like, okay, I can build a drawer system and I know what needs to go where. So yeah, great point. Yep. So what about your next mod? What's your next yeah. favorite DIY mod? So along that line, um, actually extremely similarly, uh, I built a rear shelf system. So, nice. and it's hilarious because it's definitely not a system. It's a <laughs> solution. <laughs> so, you know, I had so many plans and drawings and like specs and like a build list and everything of a uh, drawer system that I was going to do in the TJ. Mm. Um, and this was actually the very first mod I did, but um, regardless, uh, you know, I was like, man, I need a drawer system. That'd be so sweet or whatever. Yeah. And I got around to thinking like, wait, why do I need a drawer system? Like, why do I pull gear out? Like a TJ is so small, right? like in the back, like, you know, you don't need to reach really far over and grab things. Like it's right there. <laughs> um, yeah. so I had it and you know on paper and everything and I was like wait you know this is I, I'm fine I don't need this like it's so cool, <laughs> but I don't need this and so what I actually ended up building and um, all these mods I'm talking about I have, I have videos I, I'm sure you do Fletch on your channel as well yeah um, but this one is like almost comical how simple it is but it's <laughs> also one of my favorites because it's like hey I did this for like 40 bucks like right I didn't spend a thousand dollars like I was going to on a right. um, yeah. that's like the the most satisfaction like about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So just to give you a little detail of you know what this looks like. Um, 
So basically it's a, a few sheets of plywood. Um, okay. And what I did was, um, you know, like I mentioned uh, earlier of like, how did we, how did we get there? Right. What was our previous setup? And my yeah. previous setup was just throw, like took the back seat out, threw all my gear in there. And every time I went camping, I would Tetris it a different way, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, to get the thing at the bottom, I have to move the thing at the top. And that kind of this weird puzzle. And it's like, oh, dude. Um, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do a you know drawer system. But I was like, no, I, I need to think simpler. And so yeah. all it is is literally is just a shelf. Um, and what it, what it is, is is two separate planks or, or pieces of plywood that sit on the, the rear wheel well. Yeah. Um, and they come down. So it's sort of like an L for each piece. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, it's not, it's not hard mounted. It, it doesn't need to be because by the time you get gear on there, it does not move. Right. Uh, and, you know, I took my back seat out. So if I did want to put my back seat in, it's probably 30 seconds to take this thing in. So nice. I've solved that problem. I've, I've done it cheap, you know, um, so everything's adding up. Um, yeah. So I think it's, I think it's maybe half inch plywood, um, just yeah. some cheap you know, plywood and, and I wrapped it in some, um, some carpet, you know, just nice. glued yeah. carpet on there and, you know, made it look nice. Sure. And used some L brackets to kind of fix the, the, the two pieces together. And then on top, I put uh, a couple of those like metal tie downs, you know, that you see on the like, truck beds or something. Yeah. Uh, and I basically put my gear on top of it, like where I decided its home would be. And then that's where I decided where the, the mounts, you know, would, would be drilled into the carpet. Um, and so now it's like, I know where my gear goes. Everything fits perfectly. Um, you know, this, this adds to my OCD-ness. So it's great. Uh, you know, I got little spots for my chairs to go in and, and nice. you know, I, I even made it to where I could fit all my crap and my dog. <laughs> nice. It's important. Extremely uh, I don't know if I'd advise doing all that, but it worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, we should but, maybe call this episode like Overlander Solving Problems because it's more about that than yeah. mods, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, That's awesome. But but back to the, you know, rear, sh or rear uh, what's it called, drawer system versus the shelf. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I went camping with my buddy at a Tacoma and he has all his gear in like Plano crates, you know, thrown in the yep. bed. Yep. And I remember I specifically had to walk over to his truck to get something he wanted me to or whatever. And I was like, dude, this sucks. Like, yeah. Like I literally need a drawer in this situation. Like yeah. I, I I have to army crawl in the bed to get this thing. Um, so that's that's an example, right? Like don't just assume yeah. you need a drawer system. Um I'm sure in your case you have much more room in in you know your the back of your Xterra. Um, it's not bad. So so yeah. of course, yeah, you probably need that drawer, um, which yeah. makes, you know, in my case, I didn't really need it. So didn't yeah. make it. Yeah. Well, and it's funny that you say that the Plano crate example again, cause like, so like it was probably like two, two and a half years ago when I was still like very new, like maybe my second or third overlanding trip that I'd ever taken. I like hopped in with this group of folks going up to Manistee National Forest in Michigan. And it was winter. It was like January 5th like the beginning of January, cold winter in Michigan. And I went up there and I had all my Plano crates thrown in the back and I planned to sleep in the truck because I was like, it's negative yeah. temperatures, right? Like I am not prepared for that. I don't have any of the gear that I need for that. 
Um, so I was like, I'm just going to sleep in the truck. So then I, we would get to camp and like everyone would be set up in seconds. And then I'm there and I'm like throwing everything into my Plano crates and putting them on the roof of the truck, you know, and like airing up an air mattress that like doesn't fit in the truck and is all bent up. And every morning I woke up to a flat bed basically. And it was terrible. So again, it's like you learn every time you take a trip, you learn something new and then you make the modifications required to make it better. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I love it. Love it. All right. Cool. Uh, you're up next. What, what do you got next for us? I'm going to skip to my solar panel and battery box, which I mentioned earlier. Okay. But this is definitely one of my, I'm saving the DIY rooftop tent for last. You'll notice, but Okay. Um, the solar panel and battery box is still one of my most used and favorite mods and it's part of the box it's part of the drawer system kind of so but it is a separate thing I mean there's so for those of you that don't that don't know I have a solar panel strapped to the hood of my Xterra <laughs> which I drilled eight holes through the hood to mount that thing and it was terrifying and I did it as it was getting dark like I started on it at like dinner time and then it was like dark and I'm like I have to finish this tonight but I finished it. I love it. It pumps. It's a hundred watt Renogy solar panel, like you would use on a house. Like it's not uh, one of those flat mount ones that are the shape of a Jeep JK hood or anything like that. It's nothing fancy. Um, but I actually bought it used on Amazon for like 130 bucks for the controller, all the wiring, and the the uh, solar panel itself. So it was a steal of a deal. Um, and then I bought like literally the cheapest deep cycle battery I could get. It's like a 35 amp hour. Um, it was like 60 bucks on Amazon. Came with like a two-year warranty. I'm like, how can I go wrong? So like for 200-ish bucks, I built this into the box in the rear. And then I bought like a little six-panel switch for the front of it with like a, a voltage counter and a master on-off switch. And then like some USBs and a couple DCs and, and all that good stuff. Um, and it's awesome, man. Like, so I, I run a lot of electric stuff. So I run radios for like the kids when we go out. Uh, if I go with I feel like a lot of times I go with folks that have not been overlanding before. So I'll give them one of my GMRS radios, but I keep those charged off the solar. Um, I run an electric chainsaw, uh, 10 inch uh, black and Decker. And I have three batteries for that. And I just constantly keep rotating those in the back on the solar. And then like I charge phones, laptops, all that stuff. And as long as it's daytime, like even as it's getting to be dusk, that panel is so good that it's just throwing power into the back of that thing. So I, I had one time, I think, where my battery actually died, my starter battery, and that was where I was like, this is terrifying. I do not want to walk 20 miles through the woods or, you know, like, I just don't want to get stranded somewhere. So that's when I decided to just separate the entire charging system from the main starter battery. And I tell you what, since I've done that, my peace of mind has gone way, like, I used to, like, be so paranoid that I would go and start the truck every night before I went to bed. I'd start it and let it run for 20 minutes or so. Every morning when I woke up, I'd go and check it and start it and let it run for 20 minutes just to make sure that I was good. Like I was just constantly terrified I was gonna get stuck. Cause some of these places I've gone are like, I mean, you don't see anybody for hours, you know? And it's like, God, what am I gonna do if I don't have reception, right? Um, so, but with that solution, like again, for a couple hundred bucks, like it's a bargain. I have peace of mind that the car, the truck is gonna start the next morning and it's just convenient, right? Like, it's just nice to be like, hey, I have literally unlimited free power and I can just charge everything. Like if I ever go and like just live in the woods for two weeks, I, it'll be awesome. I have nothing to worry about. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. So I think that that's my, my next one. Yeah. That's awesome. So. And, I'll, and I'll even go back and say, there's a reason you made that because your starter battery died and it was yeah. fear, right? Like you yeah. didn't just say, 
well, solar panel will be sick on the rig. Uh, let's right. Just, like, you know. Solving you, the problem. Yeah, you practically solved it. Yeah. 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 So, cool. So, what's your next one? Yeah. So, my my last one. So, in the show notes, yeah. guys, I put uh, in parentheses, when fail here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, I think I've mentioned this in a, another podcast uh, that me and Fletch did uh, a, a while ago, but yeah. So this is the onboard water system, um, and you'll 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 find out why it's a wind fail uh, later. <laughs> but um, so the problem, I guess, that I wanted to solve for this one, um, yeah, that, you're right. We are turning this into a uh, <laughs> what problem. it's all about now. Problems we're solving, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, what I what I wanted to do. So I had you know one of the Walmart. Um, actually, I still have it, and I still like it a lot. But I have the Walmart. Uh, what is it? A five gallon blue yeah. tub thing. I, I can't remember the, the amount, um, yeah. but that thing's great. It's nice and square and it fits in, you know, uh, good places or whatever. And so I, I liked that a lot. And um, what I didn't get out of it was pressure and mm-hmm. I couldn't really like move it around. Um, and I needed that because uh, I'd been on several trips where, you know, I had to get to my rooftop tent. And my feet were like so muddy. My boots were gross and I didn't want to get it on the ladder and like get inside and then the sleeping bag, you know, <laughs> well, I wanted a way to like clean that and then clean my dishes. And then also like a, you know, I'm not going out for weeks at a time, but you know, for those like three, four, five day trips, um, having some sort of shower is nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I kind of wanted to use, uh, this water system to do all of those things. So give me some spritzing of, of a shower and, okay. uh, you know, do all the other things like clean my dishes and, and what have you. So, uh, I, I still use that old Walmart thing. Um, <laughs> just, just to have, like, it's nice, um, for yeah. extra water. Like if I'm stranded and need to drink something. Um, right. but anyway, this, this, uh, water system I made, um, the biggest thing, like I said, was, was to be pressurized, right? I needed some, like, some, um, some pressure and I needed to like move it around a little bit more. Okay. Uh, so the idea came very organically, which was, awesome. <laughs> uh, so I walked into my local Harbor Freight, uh, which is, you know, a DIYs paradise, uh, yeah. as well as Amazon, like I said. Um, <laughs> so I walked in there, not even like needing, not even realizing like, Hey, I need to make a, you know, water system or whatever. And I went in and saw, um, they had a special on, uh, the like weed sprayers, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was 15 or $20. Nice. And I was like, you know, whatever that's who needs that, whatever. And then, and then I looked at, it, I was like, wait, that's kind of cool looking. It looks like a power. <laughs> yeah. Like, it looks like one of those like $500 power tanks or whatever. And I was <laughs> like, okay, like, do I need it? No. And then I was like, wait, I could put water in it. You know, yeah. and I, like adding these things together and and then I went down another aisle and I saw like you know the air hoses and I was like whoa I could I could make an air hose you know make water come out and like all these things I was like oh my gosh this is cool. <laughs> and so I basically went trick-or-treating at uh, Harbor Freight <laughs> and got all these pieces together walked out with like you know for like 50 bucks or something <laughs> and uh you know, it looks sweet. I painted it, um, <laughs> I did all these cool things to it. And, yeah. um, 
and I, I used it on several trips. It worked really well. Um, mm. I, I put it, so I mounted it in a really cool spot too, like on the roll bar in the rear. Yeah. So it's, it's nice and high, it's out of the way. And um, I can use that hose, you know, and, and walk around the Jeep almost and, you know, mm. it's off anything I need to. And so that worked really well. So the downfall <laughs> of this, uh, you know, I, I trace back to user error. And <laughs> if you guys want to make this, I, I think you can. I, I would say with confidence you can, but just don't, don't pump it up so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I think the instructions were like, you know, give it 30 or something pumps. And I like doubled that because I was like, <laughs> I'm going to make this pressure last. You know, I have a three day <laughs> so long. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so i was packing the jeep you know getting ready for a trip and uh uh the water was like the last thing so i filled it up in the hose and you know, was about ready to mount it and i went to pumping it up and i yeah idiot i pumped it really hard <laughs> and the back just just exploded <laughs> and i was so bummed man i was i was like i was going with some of my buddies and i was like can't wait to show you guys this sick water system and <laughs> Didn't end up taking it, obviously, but I tried to fix it with like, you know, uh, the JB Weld glue and all this stuff. And it was like, uh, it's blown plastic. Like I can't <laughs> do that. So, it was wow. a, it was a win fail. Um, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it solved the problem of, I did take a shower with it. Uh, you know, I did nice. use um, it for my dishes and all that stuff for a couple trips. And then like, like the third trip, I think is when it, decided to explode yeah so, i'm lucky though i didn't make like a pvc bomb um yeah because making like a road shower or something because my, my buddy matt mcclellan he did that and <laughs> it sounded like a bomb went off in his neighborhood really <laughs> oh it was bad yeah it was real bad wow. that's um, i've thought about making those things because they look awesome and yeah. that's everything every video that i watch is like yeah just don't go over like 30 or whatever right like just don't go over 30 and you'll be fine and i'm like oh that's so cool It'd be really nice. Yep. I just won't. I just won't shower. Yeah. Right. I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's, that's funny. Um, yeah. What you got for us? What's your last one? That's great. Yeah. Um, so my last one, I already kind of gave it away, but uh, my DIY rooftop tent. So again, theme of solving problems, right? Like, I love watching all these people with their rooftop tents, and like, my problem is. I've gone through probably like five or six different sleeping solutions. Like I was hammock camper for a while. I tried a different type of hammock. I, you know, you kind of have to have the right trees, the right distance apart. So like it could be difficult at different sites to find the right place for hammock. So then I was like, oh, I want tent. And then I got this God awful tent that took forever to set up. And I was like, that sucks. And then I got like an instant up tent, which was great, but and it was inexpensive. Like that Coleman four person, literally like a, one of those like hampers that you just, undo and it just explodes open um but it was so cheap that like it, still even with that that was almost instantaneous to set up but then i was like laying on the ground and like my back would hurt the next morning like this is awful so then i tried a cot now it's fine but then i gotta take a cot and a tent and a sleeping bag and memory foam pads and a pillow and all this junk so then my truck was full of stuff um and my setup was still like 10 or 15 minutes to get everything set up and i'm just like this is terrible Right. And then I started to think about rooftop tents and I start to look at those. And, you know, I have a couple of buddies that have like the kinds of the vinyl covers, like the Smitty builds and that kind of stuff. And nothing against those tents. They're great tents, but like set up, you still have to undo a bunch of straps and then unzip a bunch of stuff and then take that vinyl cover. It has to lay down the other side of your vehicle. And 
then you have to fold it off the side and set it up and put the awning poles up and all that stuff, right? Which again, that sounds very first world problems of me, but like, it was still like a three to five minute setup, right? Which is still better than a tent, but I was just like, man, I don't even want to do that. I want like the fancy clamshell style, but right. they're like two to four grand. And I was like, I might as well just buy a trailer or something for that kind of money. Like why would I even buy a rooftop tent for that? So then I, I stumbled upon a, a group that was like, hey, we make our own rooftop tents and they're actually really nice. And I started to do more and more research and I was like, okay, I'm not that talented. So I know I can't make something that nice, but I can make something functional. Yeah. And so again, with the woodworker buddy's help, like we built a box that actually fits together fairly well. I put a couple of latches on it with that will take locks so I can lock it. Um, but I put my memory foam up there, put my sleeping bag up there, put my pillow up there. And I've used like a backpacking tent. So it's really light and it's a frame shape. Um, and I attach that inside of it. So it just sits in there. And then basically I'm waiting right now for the material, but then I built like a fly for it. That's just going to kind of hang from the roof of it. And that's going to waterproof it. Um, so there'll be more to come on that, but I've used it probably five or six times now. And I mean, setup is 30 seconds. So it's, it takes me longer to unlock the locks than it does to actually set the tent up. Um, so I have to undo the two locks. And once I get those off, pop the latches and literally it's on gas struts, right? And I've got a bungee cord that goes around it that I un undo to let the tent furrow out. And that also makes closing it down quicker. But I mean, like I have four inches of memory foam in that bad boy. <laughs> like I've got my zero degree bag in there. Um, I bring a full size pillow because I've got so much room in there. It's just nice. Like why use my little tiny camping pillow? And I mean, again, it's a little janky, but like it looks kind of badass on the truck, I think, because it's just this huge Herculean black box on the roof. Um, and it costs like 250, 300 bucks. So like for the money, if I use it for a year or two and it falls apart, that's fine. You know, like it doesn't bother me, but uh, so far so good. I mean, it's been totally waterproof. It's, it's been great. I've driven, I probably, like I said, used it five or six times now and it's, it's great. So that's definitely, that's probably my top one. I'd say that's probably my favorite. Yeah, that's, it definitely sounds like the most uh, involved DIY model like that. Yeah. You got to that thing. Yeah, well, and it's, it's on with eight, three eighths inch U-bolts. So like, I'm literally going to have to get an angle grinder off or out to cut that thing. Like I'm not going to go around and undo bolts for, you know, an hour and a half or two to get that thing off. So someday when that comes off, I'm just going to cut it off yeah. or just, hit it with a sledgehammer until it breaks up and then I'll get the U-bolts on afterwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it's pretty there's, good. Like there's it. not a lot of DIY rooftop tent videos that I've seen. I mean, there's a handful. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know. mainly this guy, Patrick Remington. He kind of started the group and he made a really beautiful tent. He's made a couple of them now. Um, but man, there are just, it's, it's the same, it's along the same lines of like Overlander solving problems, right? Like these people are brilliant. Like there's so many different designs, just like the, the air compressors. Like there's a million ways that you can do it. But the fact that we all saw a problem, we said, I'm going to solve it. And I don't want to spend a bunch of money. I don't want to pay these overbearing prices for these products when I could probably do the same thing. And some of these things are nicer than the ones you can buy. Like they, they'll make them out of like all aluminum and weld them and do, I mean, it's crazy the stuff these people have done. Now those ones are spending a thousand to 1500 bucks on, but they're getting a $5,000 tent, you know? Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. But it's, it's a pretty cool, uh, it's, a, it's a neat idea. I loved the idea of just doing it just for shits and giggles. Like I can justify a couple hundred bucks. I can't justify a couple thousand to the wife, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right, guys. Well, I think that uh, will wrap up the episode. Um, but yeah, like we said, uh, you definitely don't have to go out and buy, you know, the most expensive thing or, you know, think you can solve a problem by just throwing money at it. You can if you want. We're not... <laughs> 
we're not saying you can't do that, but um, we think it's kind of important to just consider the problem you're solving, right? And see if there's like creative ways you can go about uh, making your own stuff um, because you will get a lot of satisfaction from it um, and you'll save some money and you know, it's just a, a great learning experience. So yeah, uh, we appreciate you guys so much checking out this episode and thank you guys for listening and uh, stay tuned for the next one. All right, guys. So that was our episode. As I mentioned, you know, we learned a lot from each other, I think, tonight. Um, We were able to see kind of that it's not even so much about the DIY stuff. It's also just about overcoming obstacles and issues and solving those yourself, right? And how much fun that can be and how customized the solution can be. Um, So I hope you guys learned something from that. I hope you guys had a good time listening to it. I hope it was interesting. Um, But I know you guys have done a ton of DIY mods yourself. So I'd love to hear from you guys down in the comments. Post up and let me know, like, what things have you guys done to your rigs? What gear have you modified to make it better or fit your situation better? Um, Those are the things that I want to hear from you guys. So definitely post those up in the comments below. Join the conversation. Um, Again, if you're new to the channel, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram. Send me a message at allthingsoverlanding at gmail.com. However you want to engage, I'd love to talk to you. Definitely, again, Click the subscribe button. Click the like button if you like this video. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you for that too. Come join me on the other channels so that we can start a conversation. And uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care.